After hearing about some of these stories, I think the whole till death do us part that is said at weddings is taken too seriously from these husbands. If you like learning about terrifying and disturbing true crime stories and want someone who gets straight to the point, you have came to the right place. A friendly reminder that a free way to support me is by liking and subscribing. You can also follow my Instagram and TikTok, which is Crime Brought to Light for more content. So if you have a story, feel free to shoot me an email at crimebroughttolight at gmail.com. Today we will be talking about the top 10 deadly husbands, and without further ado, let's get right into it. Number 10. This is a pretty popular case, but it is about the Watts family. Chris Watts and his family lived in Frederick, Colorado. His wife Shanann and him had two daughters and a son on the way. On August 13th, 2018, Shanann and the girls were reported missing by her friend Nicole Atkinson. Chris stated he was at work and didn't know where they were. He had appeared on multiple news channels pleading for his wife and daughter's return. He was taken into questioning where they found that he had been cheating on his wife with another woman. It is also interesting to note that he did not shed a single tear the entire time investigators interviewed him. And also there is a Netflix documentary on this case and they showed clips from whenever the police were interviewing his neighbor and Chris. If you guys are interested in watching the Netflix documentary. It's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. Like I said, I highly recommend. It's a really good watch. Chris Watts did finally crack and admit to killing his family, and he was sentenced five life sentences, uh, one for Shanann, his two daughters, and then the son. With that being said, he's not going to see freedom for a very, very long time. Number nine. 42-year-old Stephen Sapel had a wife, Cheryl, and four adopted children. The Sapels were devout Catholics. On the evening of March 23rd, 2008, which was Easter Sunday, something snapped in Stephen. Even later after this case has gone on, investigators still cannot piece together what truly happened in Stephen's mind and what caused him to do what he did. But basically on Easter Sunday after church, when the family were at home, he picked up a baseball bat and beat his wife and four adopted children to death. Stephen then waited until the next morning and that's when he called 911 and told him to come to his home. He also admitted to the crime and after making this call, he drove his car into a concrete barrier, killing him instantly. Like I said, it is still unknown what caused him to do such a horrific act. Um, I can't even piece together in my mind what I think just snapped in him to cause him to massacre his entire family. Number 8. Christopher Foster was described to be a wealthy man. He had a wife and a teenage daughter. While Christopher had made millions by developing materials for the oil industry, he spent his fortune recklessly. I've always heard that people who come from old money make better choices with their fortune and people with new money make terrible life choices. <laughs> Needless to say, Christopher was new money, so it was kind of plausible. Making a complete turnaround on August 26, 2008, Christopher approached the family farm and shot the majority of the farm animals. These animals animals included horses and dogs. He then went up to their mansion and shot his wife and daughter on the spot. Afterwards, he set his home on fire and he laid in bed next to his deceased wife and daughter while their home burned around them. Number 7. Chris Benoit was a professional wrestler and had a wife Nancy and a 7-year-old son. To get straight to the point, on June 25, 2007, police discovered the strangled bodies of his wife and son on the first floor and in the basement they found Chris who had hung himself. A pretty creepy discovery about this case is investigators actually found Bibles next to the bodies of the victims. And after going through Chris's search history on his computer, it led investigators to believe that he had tried to resuscitate his son after killing him. They speculate that he had killed his son first and Nancy tried to fight back but failed to. Like I said, this is all just speculation, so it's not actually fact. It is unknown why he did what he did, but he allegedly had severe brain damage from fights, so people also believe that maybe his chemical imbalances in his brains just wasn't adding up. I personally think that could be an accurate theory, 
however, like we said, the case is already gone and no one will truly ever know what happened. Number 6. On March 30th, 1975, Easter Sunday in Hamilton, Ohio, kind of like the other story, 41-year-old James Urban Ruppet had something snap in him that forever changed his life. Kind of like Stephen as well, I'm not really sure what's happening on Easter Sunday, but apparently all hell breaks loose. While he was at Easter lunch, he shot his mother, brother, sister-in-law, five nephews, and three nieces in his mother's home. Urban called the police to report the killings, and he was promptly arrested for this crime. He never revealed why he did it, but people close to the killer and his family said he had a difficult relationship with his mother and brother. However, I've heard of many people, my friends included, that have difficult relationships with family members, and they don't go out and just kill everyone. Thankfully, justice was served, and he was given 11 consecutive life sentences. Number 5. Christian Longo Over the course of five days in December of 2001, the bodies of his wife, son, and two daughters were found in the water near the family's home in Newport. Oregon. Their corpses were weighted down in hopes that no one would find them, however, they eventually made it to the top of the water. After killing his entire family by strangling them to death, Christian fled to Mexico where he lived as a fugitive, telling people he was Michael Finkel, which was a writer for the New York Times. I think that's a pretty creative alibi and if someone told me that their name was Michael Finkel and they were a writer for New York Times, I really wouldn't question them because I think that's so random. However, in January of 2002, Christian was arrested in Mexico and he was extra to the United States, tried and convicted, and sentenced to death in Oregon. Number 4. George Joseph Smith married seven women between 1908 and 1914, and he often would steal all of his wives' valuables before leaving them. On July 13, 1912, he actually drowned his wife Bessie Williams in the bathtub of their home, but convicted officials, she died accidentally, allowing him to collect her estate. Five months later, on December 12, 1913, Smith killed his second wife, Alice Smith, again covering up her murder and reaping the financial rewards. Needless to say, if you guys are putting things together like I am, he basically was killing these women just so he could reap their fortunes and have a comfortable life. However, as you guys know, the more people you kill, the more likely you are going to get caught. He was then caught after murdering another wife named Margaret Lloyd, and he was given the death penalty and died on August 13th. 1915. Number 3. From 1930 to 1945, Alfred Lenore Klein had a total of eight wives that all mysteriously died. He reported to have served them a glass of buttermilk, and shortly after they drank it, they had passed away. Now, first things first, giving someone buttermilk is a crime in itself because that is probably the most god-awful substance I have ever tasted. And kind of like number four, after one wife died, he would acquire their possessions and life insurance, then marry another woman, and he kind of went down the line from one to eight. Finally, after he poisoned a man, police decided to take care and charge him nine counts of murder and was sentenced to 126 years in prison. I don't know what screams 1900s more than the fact that police didn't really care about him killing people until it was a man, and that's when they were like, you know what, we're gonna send you to jail. Number two, Lowell Edwin Amos and his wife Roberta was staying at a hotel in Detroit for a work trip. No one knows what triggered him, but he gave Roberta a drink laced with sedatives, and after she lost consciousness, he smothered her. He attempted to stage her death and make it look like an overdose, but police did not buy it. While police were investigating Roberta's death, they discovered Amos's first and second wives had died under suspicious circumstances as well. He collected more than $1 million in life insurance after their deaths. He was finally convicted and sentenced to life in prison. I don't know about you guys, but I love whenever these cases end with justice being served. Nothing boils my skin more than hearing about people who do
do these tragic murders and then get away with it. Last but not least, James Watson. James Watson married multiple women in Canada, California, Washington, and Idaho. He was married to 22 different women and at one point was married to three people who all lived in the same town. I'm not sure how any of these women did not put two and two together, but you know what? I guess James was just a really good liar and he got away with it somehow. In 1919, one of his wives, Catherine Wombacher, became suspicious of him when he began demanding her for money. Shortly after marrying her, she described their entire time dating to be magical and just felt like she was on a constant cloud nine. However, the second that he put a ring on it, he began treating her like property. Unlike his other 22 different wives, she was the only one who told police and what they found shocked them. When confiscating their home, they opened up a drawer and in that drawer he had multiple rings and marriage documents. When police questioned him, he cracked and admitted to murdering seven of his wives for their life insurance. Now from what I can see on the case, which is kind of funny to me, is the fact that police didn't even really question him for murder, they just questioned him for practicing polygamy. Talk about a guilty conscience. This has been my top 10 deadly husbands, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will see you guys next time.